Welcome back to another edition of the To The Point Podcast. Everybody's doing well. We are 48 hours away from Super Bowl 56 live in LA. And throughout the NFL season, uh, I've been talking NFL every week and pretty much bi-weekly or just around that, my guests and I join me to talk about the biggest stories, whether it was college, NFL, and it's only fitting that the the last podcast I do before the Super Bowl is with Matt Wright. So, Ryder, uh, good to see you again, brother, and uh, looking forward to the big game, and I'm always uh, always looking forward to talking to you. Well, I, I appreciate saving the best for last, I guess, so <laughs> I, I appreciate that, and uh, like I said, thanks again for having me on. Looking forward to talking some, uh, some Super Bowl. I mean, it's biggest game of the year it's like you said before we start it's kind of a little bittersweet right you get the yeah. you get the Super Bowl but then Monday you get the Monday morning blues so uh but I think we're in for a good game and looking forward to breaking it all down with you tonight yeah uh before we get going on the Super Bowl I wanted to ask I mean he's, I, I assume he's your favorite player ever uh you know TB12 Tom Brady obviously six titles in New England was it sad to see him go or was it you know it's time for a new era and you were okay with him uh, leaving the NFL? I mean, if I think if you asked me this five years ago, I probably would have been more disappointed than I am now. Like, yes, it's sad, but at the same time, like you can't ask the guy to play forever, right? Like he, he's done enough for my life. I mean, I've got to watch him since I was five years old, basically all the way up through. And he's been my favorite player for basically my whole NFL life watching the NFL. So it's sad to see him go, but at the same time, I mean, he's given me more than I can ask for as a fan. So, you know, wish the guy the best, who knows, you may see him back at some point. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, there's already kind of been rumors to that, but I mean, thank you. I mean, he's the goat at the end of the day, he's the best player to ever play the game. And who knows if we'll in our lifetime, who knows if we'll ever see another one. So thanks Tom for everything, you know, you've brought, uh, you brought a young Matt Wright growing up in, mm. uh, in fandom. And, you know, there's there's been some down years as being a Jays fan and a, a New York Rangers fan. And <laughs> there's been there's not a lot of winning when it comes to that. But uh, Notre Dame <laughs> getting smoked in the Final Four every time. But uh, <laughs> thank you to Tom Brady for giving me a little happiness growing up. I mean, it's so crazy because um, you think about it. If Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt how does Tom Brady likely doesn't play his second year and they they obviously won a Super Bowl but does he stay in New England they signed Bledsoe for a hundred million dollars and you're not cutting Bledsoe without seeing Brady play as a six-round pick he's at least sitting on the bench in year three who knows what would have happened if, if that dirty hit on Bledsoe didn't happen yeah, that hit basically gave, you know, it gave a, a good player an opportunity to step in, which is kind of what in any sport, any athlete's just looking for an opportunity. There's some players, I see it in hockey all the time. Guy gets drafted to the wrong Q team and the wrong year. You know, guy, guy gets hurt before training camp of his first NHL camp. You can go on and on the list and any sport. And timing is everything in sports. Being able to be healthy and have the right timing can – you know, take a player from playing in the East Coast to having a 10-year NHL career. Same thing in the NFL, right? Depending on where you get drafted to, like we say, sometimes it's better not to get drafted because then you can go to a team that might actually want to take a look at you right. compared to getting drafted late. But 
for Tom Brady, like you said, if that injury doesn't happen, chances are he may never see a minute of time in, in New England. So I guess thank you to Drew Bledsoe dropping down. Uh, yeah. You never want to wish an injury on anyone, but uh, I mean, he, it made for a great 22, 22 year NFL career. So thank you, Tom Brady. And, you know, wish you the best in uh, retirement. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, great, great. The greatest career likely in the history of, of pro sports that we'll, that we'll ever see. I mean, we've, we're pretty lucky in our age group, right? We think about, we saw Brady, we've been able to see, uh, you know, I know you're a tennis fan like me, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods. Um, you know, it kind of makes you think what's the rest of our lives going to be like watching sports because it can't live up to what we've already seen. And me and you, we're getting older, but we're still relatively young here. Yeah, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Um, right, right. But instead, we've, we've been very lucky. You know, I wish I wish we were a little little older so we would have got to see Gretzky play a little more. I, Absolutely. I vaguely remember seeing Gretzky in 99 when he was done. I was five years old. I didn't know what it really meant um, when he retired. But my dad speaks about Gretzky. You know, like, like we speak about Tom Brady kind of thing, but, uh, but yeah, we've been very lucky in our lifetime and hopefully this continues. We're hopefully in, you know, 10 years, 20 years, we're jumping on to the point and talking about someone else coming through. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it'll be uh, one of the quarterbacks we're going to talk about in the Super Bowl. Uh, for the Super Bowl, I wanted to get your reaction. Obviously you're, me and you both love college football Transfer portal was running wild. I found the most compelling story was Caleb Williams uh, leaving Oklahoma and pulling a Lincoln Riley, spurring his old team, going to SC to join his former head coach. I mean, it's it's interesting. We've talked we talk about the Pac-12, how really it's quite irrelevant. Uh, you know, Utah is the one back-to-back years. Oregon is in transition. I mean, they got Bo Nix from Auburn at quarterback now, which I'm not a big fan of that acquisition. But I don't think it it has to be that long of a rebuild, if you will, for SC to be competitive and and put themselves in a position to be a top 10 school next year uh, in the country. Oh, I I completely agree. I mean, you're getting arguably one of the best coaches in college and arguably one of the best quarterbacks. So yeah. right there, that's a good dynamic duo to start with. They also have a real good recruiting class this year. They're probably going to get some more. Um, I, I really like what they're doing in the sense that good on this, the university of at USC, right. To make yeah. this move. Cause back when I was, you know, 12 to 15, USC was a powerhouse in yeah. college football and they really haven't been the last 10 years. They've also been kind of a joke. Um, so it's really you know, kind of prop, kudos and props to the athletic department of, of USC for, for making these moves. Um, I, I think they're going to be, a, they could be, I think at least a top 25 team. Yeah. I think you'll see them in the rankings. Now, like you said, the transfer portal, portal, there's some, some I like about it. Like I like that, for instance, Caleb gets brought in, Lincoln Riley brought him in. So right. you want to go to a team where you know you have their back, where they have yours. Um, for instance, if a coach brings a player in and then he leaves, new coach comes in, you don't know, he wants his own guys. So I, I'm okay with that. 
What I'm not okay with is a guy like Bo Nix leaving where they gave, gave him everything. They right. gave him the moon, the sun, the stars, and then he leaves. I, I'm not okay with that. He was a, 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 re, a freshman, you know, didn't have to sit right into it. He was a and true freshman playing true at an freshman. SEP school. True freshman. Like they couldn't give him more of an opportunity. So I, I, I don't like that. I'm okay when players leave when the person who brought them there is no longer there anymore. Right. Yeah. And also if they're not playing, you know, yeah. I look at Justin Fields, I'm fine with him leaving. I think about it. They, they started Jake Fromm over Justin Fields, which is baffling to begin with. But Joe Burrow. The transfer, yeah. the transfer portal has made Joe Burrow. Yeah. It, it, it changed his career. Like completely changed. It, it changed his life. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Bo Nix, I mean, I, I, we, don't, we don't hate players, Ryder, but I don't wish well on Auburn. Uh, sorry, on, uh, on Oregon. I, I, I did, that stinks to me of him going there and you know, getting a fresh start. That just doesn't sit well with me. But, you know, I, I'm okay with a guy like Spencer Rattler, who had a tough year last year at Oklahoma. He wants to leave. I'm okay with that because he wants to boost his draft status and clearly it's not going to come from the university of Oklahoma. Yeah, for sure. It comes down to an individual decision. I think everyone's different kind of like the talk we had about players sitting out of bowl games or not. It's kind right. of the same idea, right? Where you got to kind of look each in each case differently. And some of them you're going to like, some of them you aren't going to like at the end of the day, you hope it works out for every player because they're obviously making this move for one reason or the other. So you hope it works out for the player and, you know, best of luck to, to all the players who have made moves. And I hope it works out for all of them because they're obviously think this move is going to help their career in some way. So whether or not we like them all, I mean, I guess you just have to say, you know, wish them the best of luck, I guess. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see this. And I don't know if you saw it. I saw the, the combine quarterback list. Jack Cohn was on the list. I can't, I can't see him being drafted you know, the uh, Notre Dame quarterback. No, very, very familiar with Jack Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think it's one of those things where, I mean, I don't think we saw Ian Book playing any games this year and he somehow got in. So yeah, true enough. Um, I just don't think he's done enough over his time. I, I think he is a good college quarterback. I just don't see him making it at the NFL level. He's too inconsistent. But, hey, you never know. Someone might like him, and he could be a late bloomer too, right? So right. I, I don't see it. You never know. Yeah. Uh, no, I just found it interesting because I, I thought that last game he played, was, was it going to be his last, you know, game as a, as a quarterback? But, you know, good for him. If he can go undrafted, he gets signed. Like you said, there's opportunities there for at least to get to a training camp, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in that process. Um. We're a few days away from the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk headlines, which I think are fun, depending on who wins the game. I think you know, those are going to be big topics come Monday morning. But, you know, there's all this talk now. Brady is retired, and Ben Roethlisberger retired. You know, both these guys, top five quarterbacks at majority of their career. Aaron Rodgers just won his fourth MVP, but who the hell knows what he's doing? Nobody ever knows what he's doing. So I thought it'd be fun to go through if you had to start a franchise today and rank your top five quarterbacks. So uh, why don't you start? You can go five to one and then we'll kind of we'll talk about it and kind of see see where we stand. 
Sounds good. And this is going to be tough because there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. And there's a lot of factors you want to put into place. Are you looking for win now or are you looking for, you know, five, 10 years down the road? So I kind of went with if I was starting a franchise and where I'd want to be in 10 years with my franchise. Okay. Um, to me, number five is a, is a wild card. Um, kind of off the board. Uh, I went with Deshaun Watson. He's on and, my board and, too. <laughs> okay. All right then. So the reason, the reason I go with Deshaun Watson is just because before – you know, everything happened in his life. He's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And I still think he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I think any team would be lucky to have him if he's there to play football, if if all his legal issues get sorted out. And he's a talent. The guy, the guy could win an MVP. And he's still going to be, he's going to, who knows what happens to him this year, where he ends up. But to me, he's a top five talent. He had led the league in, pa- in uh, pass completions and yards the, the year before, like, I guess, 2020. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go to Sean Watson, number five. Um, number four, Mac Jones. Um, I went Mac Jones, Patriots fan, kind of a risky pick too. Mm-hmm. But I think he's done enough in the first year to think that you can build off of what he's done. I think oh. he's going to be a reliable quarterback. I think he's one of those quarterbacks – Maybe he's not one of the best in the league, but I think he's a quarterback you can build a team around. Right. Um, number three, I went Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen's still relatively young. He has all the tools. He's, to me, a top five quarterback in the league. Buffalo wouldn't be where they are without Josh Allen. I think he's a gamer. I think he's – honestly, I think he's just a great teammate. I think his teammates love him. Yeah. And he's a guy that I'd go through a brick wall for. So I'm going to say number three, Josh Allen. Uh, number two, I went Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes, once again, a lot of the th- same things to Josh Allen. Um, he's still young. I mean, he's made it to four AFC championship games in a row, a Super Bowl champion. Uh, he's he's going to be hungry. He's, like I said, still young. He doesn't get hurt for, you know, he's been fairly healthy. Uh and he's, he brings star factor. And if you're starting a franchise, you want someone who's going to sell jerseys, yeah. put, put butts in the seats. So I went with uh, Mahomes. And number one, I went with uh, maybe it's just a little recency bias, but I went Joe Burrow. And what he's done this year, I think you're only going to see more from him in the years to come. He's got that wow factor. He's, I love his swagger. But at the same time, I think his teammates love playing for him. And even though he has that swagger, you know he's there to play football. He he loves playing the game, and and I I think he's going to be a star in the league. So those would be my five. Deshaun Watson, Mac Jones, Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. And, I mean, I'm leaving guys off this list. It's There's lots of – you. I mean, Baltimore Ravens, they got an MVP quarterback there I left off, right? So it's tough. Those would be my five. Yeah, I didn't think of Lamar. I don't have Lamar either. Um. So, yeah, we have a lot of the same guys. Uh, we have four of the same. Uh, I don't have Mac. That's my one difference from you. So, also, five, I have the different. I have Justin Herbert. And I I went with Herbert because I do th- still think he has to work on his late game decision-making, kind of clock management type as a quarterback. I don't. Nobody's ever going to be Tom Brady when it comes to being great in those situations. But I do think he needs to tweak that a little bit. When it comes to arm talent, when it comes to uh, his, his athletic ability, 
I, I think he's a very smart guy uh, in the, in the grand scheme of things. He's got all the talent you want. He's the modern day quarterback. Plus he's not bro when it comes to swagger, but I do think he's marketable. He's a good looking kid. Uh, he's very, you know, very much about the team. And I think if you're on the team, you'd like to play for Justin Herbert. Four, like you, I've uh, Deshaun Watson. And of course, this is all contingent on it on his court, but on the field, this guy can just flat out ball. I mean, whoever gets this quarterback this offseason, it's going to change their franchise. I'm sure I look at a team like the Carolina Panthers. I'm sure they're dying for Deshaun Watson services. I think there's a number of teams. A couple of weeks ago, I gave you credit about when you were, we were talking about Vegas and you pitched me about uh, Aaron Rodgers going there potentially this offseason uh, with a trade with the Raiders. I think Deshaun Watson may be in the Raiders plans uh, because they host the Super Bowl next year. I think that'd be a big splash. And you back to back years, the team that's hosting the Super Bowl, the city, the team has represented them. I think that's more pressure on Vegas to be competitive next year, not just flame out in the first round. Three, I have Josh Allen, uh, like you, uh, love him. Uh, you know, I, him, He's such a threat because he runs the football as a quarterback, but it's different than Herbert. It's different than Mahomes. He loves contact. He will run into a 280-pound lineman and say, that's all you got? Because that's he's got the biggest arm in the NFL. You know, I think he's he's got a Brett Favre arm, a John Elway type arm. He can just sling it down the field. And like you said, I think it's impossible not to like this guy if he's on your team. He's just salt of the earth Two, I have Joe Burrow and him winning the Super Bowl potentially could change my opinion but I the reason I put Mahomes one is you know Mahomes had his struggles I I was I was hard on him when he lost the ASUJ I thought he played terrible I blame most of that loss on him I think it was just really poor play and uh he looked like a deer in the headlights in that second half but he's still the most talented quarterback. I still think he, again, you talk about marketability. He's been four AFC championship games is no slouch, which I think the AFC is the better conference the last three to four, you know, the last five years at least. And I think Burrow, if he continues to get better, he drags a franchise that is way less talented to Kansas city to another AFC championship game back in these situations. I think he can be number one because it's so rare to see a guy get sacked nine times and he doesn't flinch. Like he, I don't know if you noticed that writer in that, in that game, he never, he didn't look scared. He didn't look timid. He didn't throw the ball away. Like he didn't go Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady where he throws it on the ground. Whenever somebody's, you know, a, a foot away from him, he was just like, okay, like next play. And that, that's something that is really appealing. If you're, if you're in management, I think. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you said, we both kind of four for five. We both have four of the same. So obviously, we're kind of thinking the same way. But like we said, there's some players we left off this list here, too. Uh, I didn't even think about Herbert, right? So there you go. And, and I, you know, looking back, maybe I have him in my top five. Like, there, you could, there's so many ways you can move in and out with this list. Um, but it just shows that there's, uh, there's a lot of good quarterback play in the league. And if you're starting a franchise, I think there's a lot of guys that you'd want to have, and but there's also a lot that you don't. We see yeah. that with some of these, uh, 
some of these teams. I mean, the other one we left out too, and I, you know, look at uh, Lawrence. You yeah. Know, yes, he have a great year. Who knows? But he could pull a Joe Burrow next year. Absolutely. I, mean, I, don't think he's got, I don't think he's got the talent around him, but I mean, Cincinnati, we didn't really think much of them to start the year either. So who knows? But a uh, lot of good quarterback play in this league. And uh, yeah, very curious to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's a fascinating one because, yeah, because he's not staying in Houston. And where does he go? You know, I think Carolina makes a lot of sense. Apparently Miami doesn't want him, which makes no sense to me. But there's Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins for you. They are incompetent. So that makes – they're right on brand there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just thought that was a fun little exercise to go through. And you got one of the – you know, we didn't include Stafford, who's in the Super Bowl. But obviously he's a – He's a guy that uh, is getting, he's the, uh, in his 14th season. He's the, that's the second longest career before getting to a Super Bowl behind John Elway. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, Rams, Bengals. Rams obviously were supposed to get here. If you look at Vegas, they weren't the, I don't think they're the betting favorite. I think the Bucks were week one, but they were right there. I mean, they're a loaded roster. Bengals where I think they had the third worst odds to get to the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor, I think, had the third best odds of getting fired as a head coach, which is another crazy prop that, that didn't hit. But it tells you what people thought about the Bengals. And um, what team, like, what's the most compelling story for you about each team? Before we get into headlines that we might see, what, what what really makes what makes this compelling from from each side for you, Ryder, uh, going into the Super Bowl? I think from a Rams side, the most compelling thing is how they've been able to bring a lot of stars from other teams together and just buy in and not right. trying to be, you know, the the man or, or or the the flash or you know, you look at Jalen Ramsey when he was in Jacksonville, you look at OBJ when he was in the Giants and Cleveland. You can go on and on. There's four or five of them. But the fact they've come together as a team, to me, that looks like a football team there. And the other thing that's so compelling about them is they were able to handle the pressure. There was a lot of pressure on them to start the year right away. What's going to happen? And, and then they go out and they have a good start to the year. And then middle of the season, they kind of fumble a little bit. They, they lose three or four. They're really not looking like a great team. We're on here talking about how I don't know what's going to happen with them where they're going to go. And they really turned the corner the last six weeks of the year. And I think the compelling for me is the fact they're just able to handle the pressure where you see a lot of teams and sports over the years, not able to handle that pressure. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think I agree about the buying in. I mean, OBJ, you haven't heard any negative thing about him. You've only heard he's a great guy, him and Cooper cup. They seem like they get along great. I mean, every time they get a touchdown, it's, it's a celebration about a team. It's not about, okay, it's about me. You know, Jalen Ramsey, I think, has completely changed from Jacksonville. You can tell he wants to win, and he wants to win for the team, not just about Jalen Ramsey being the center of attention. So I completely agree with that. I look at the Bengals, and, you know, to me, Ryder, they have the opportunity to close a story that rarely gets told to its, to it, you know, really gets that last page written on. And that would be the Cinderella story. You know, Butler didn't win. Loyola Chicago didn't win. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens last year didn't win the Stanley Cup. There's so many stories where they get, you get so close to 
okay, we can do it. Cincinnati made the final four. If they would have won, that, that's another, you know, that's a lesser story, but that same point, you get my point here. It's, can you close the story? Can you actually be a Cinderella? Because if you don't finish it, are you really a Cinderella story or were you just a, a team that caught fire that never really had it to begin with to close the ultimate deal? Well, I mean, that's exactly it. You look at, let's say 10 years down the road, are we talking about, well, there's two stories. One, it's, oh, remember when Cincinnati won the Super Bowl? Or it's, mm. remember when the Rams play, played the Super Bowl and won? Who did they play again? Yeah. Oh, let me look it up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cincinnati. They went they on a run there. 35. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, what a year for Cincinnati football. And it's, okay, college football, NFL, I mean, who knew Cincinnati was the powerhouse of, of football? Rule the jungle. Seriously. Yeah. But to me, the other line, too, I, I had two headlines. One would be Cinderella, and the other one would be Joe Effenborough. Um, yeah. he's able to do what he's, what he's did, what he's done this year and put it all together and win a championship. That's just one hell of a comeback story. Um, yeah. The other thing, gotta give props to Jamar, Jamar Chase. We were dogging him at the draft, talking <laughs> this guy. So I, I, I apologize to the Cincinnati scouting staff. Yeah. They obviously, knew what, they obviously knew what they were doing, but to me, Joe F and Burrow, man, if they're able to win. Yeah. I mean, we weren't wrong, Ryder, because he did get sacked the most times in the NFL. So we were half right, but Jamar yeah. Chase was just that damn good that we seem wrong. So yeah. he deserves Here, some I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I like that point. Oh, that yeah. works for me. Yeah. Um, if the Rams win, do you think an article will be written, or at least this conversation will be discussed, that Aaron Donald is the best defensive player to ever play? Yes, I do. Top five for sure. Yeah. I think you would make the argument top five right now, even if he doesn't win. Mm -hmm. um, but especially if he wins, he'll he's in my top five. And I I think you could put him in, especially for his position as interior. Right. Here, yeah. What he does exactly in, in his position, best player if they if he wins. It's hard to compare an NFL because there's so many different positions where guys do different things, right. right? You look at Deion Sanders. He shut down the side of a field. Yeah. You know, Aaron, Donald, Aaron Donald can't do that. But right. also Deion Sanders can't do what Aaron Donald does. So there's right. it, it's, it's apples and oranges, right? But I think you could make the conversation for it, at least to consider if they win. Yeah, I, I agree. And what I think – why the, I think this game is so important is – Lawrence Taylor has Super Bowls. Troy Polamalu has a Super Bowl. Uh, bowls. Uh, Ed Reed has Super Bowls. Uh, you know, Bruce Smith has, you know, you go through all the, the greats, you know, that we, you know, Ray Lewis, I don't like him personally, but, you know, yeah. he's got Super Bowl. You can't take those away from him. The greats, even the defensive side of the ball that don't get talked about that much, win. So I think it's so vital, even if he only gets one writer. To be in that to, to be in that position to say okay at least I won one because you know people will hold that against him when it comes to you know goat debates and things like that it'll be well he never won anything these other guys did I think a great comparison would be looking at Alexander Ovechkin in the NHL um, mm. think about the talk before Ovechkin 
man, he's just such a great player, but is he ever going to win one? Can he bring a team over, over the hump? And I know it's tougher in football to do that. There's, you know, so much, there's offense, defense, there's so many different scenarios, different, so many more guys in the field, so much, it's so hard to do it individually, unless potentially you're at the quarterback position from a defensive side, it's a little tougher, but I, I look at Ovechkin, it's the same type of, of conversation where it's like, as soon as he won one, no one ever, no one's questioned Alexander Ovechkin in the last no. four years. No. Like there's been not one bad thing said about Alexander Ovechkin in the last four years. There's no, oh, can he lead a team? Can he do this? Can he do that? No one, there's, everyone just loves Ovi now. And yeah. I feel like Donald, it, that same kind of thing, if you can get over the hump and just get one, you don't need to get four. You mm. don't need to get three. You don't even need to get two, but you got to get one. Look yeah. at Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid in the NHL. Connor McDavid could go down as one of the best players all time, but man, does not looking like he's getting a cup anytime soon. Oh, no, no. He might have to leave the uh, city of champions to get his one. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's important for him. I, I think another headline we'll see if the Rams win is teams, you know, it'll be written and I think teams will have to think about it. We got to go all in. Screw draft picks. We got to get players now. Like you look at the Rams, they don't have a first round pick till 2024. They trade them away. Like they're just chicken feed. Like they don't care. Like take it. Vaughn, come on in. OBJ coming in. Stafford. They see players, great players that are available. Jalen Ramsey, they traded two first for him. It's all worth it. If you win and the Rams will be validated for this reckless strategy, if you will, if they win the Super Bowl, and I think it'll make other teams look at this and say, okay, we need to be more aggressive. Maybe our long-term plan is cut in half, and we say, there's a great quarterback, there's a great skill position player, screw the draft, let's go get him tomorrow. I, I think you saw that yesterday in the NBA when it came to the Nets and uh, Philly trade. Right. I think the Philly gives up two first round picks. Like the process is over. They need to win now. The process is right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you could see that, like you said, in the NFL, hundred percent, especially if as a GM, as a, as a coach, you're hired to get fired at some point you're getting fired. Yeah. So at some point, if you haven't went one in a few years, Maybe try and go all in. You know what? If you're probably going to get fired in a couple of years anyway, so you might as well try and win one and then stick around for ten years. It's it's got guys aren't afraid to make moves, and I mean if if they win, you're you're not you're not talking about them trading away their picks. Now if they lose on Sunday, it's a different story because they might not get back there as soon as you like. Uh, you see it in sports all the time. Look at the Chicago Blackhawks, right? They win three Stanley Cups. Where are they now as an organization? But at the end of the day, if you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan, you're probably happy you got three cups. So it's, yeah. it's definitely a, it definitely could be a headline if they win for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think so. You're right. Because if they lose, it's, well, why do we trade for Stafford? Jared Goff got us here. We still couldn't win. You know, Staff, Stafford's a way better court. Stafford's got a ton of pressure. I think he's got the most pressure I think it's a bigger legacy game for Aaron Donald, like we just talked about. But I think bar none out of all the players, Stafford has the most. Because I think if he wins the game, he goes into the Hall of Fame. No questions asked. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's got a Super Bowl. He'll have all the numbers. I think he gets into the Hall of Fame. So I think that's a lot of pressure. 
But then also, you know, it, he, he's got to win for L.A. He's got to validate himself before you get to the Hall of Fame and say, I'm better than Jared Goff. Everybody knows that, but you got – and you're, it's not like you got Brady. You beat Brady. It's Cincinnati. The Bungles are sitting there. Like, you you got to beat Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely. Like like we said, you, you mentioned legacy and looking at comparing Donald and Stafford. It's a, more pressure is on Stafford, 100%, because mm-hmm. you're the quarterback. At the end of the day, the quarterback can control the game more than anyone else. But when it comes to legacy, I, I, I don't think we're going to be looking back. You, The word legacy, I consider going to the best. Right. Legacy to me screams best of all time or one of the best of all time. But right. we just need the top five quarterbacks in the league and we didn't have Stafford on it. Yeah. So what Stafford's legacy, I don't know if you really even use the word legacy. Not That's not saying he's not a great player. Aaron Donald, on the other sense, guy has a legacy because he's down as one of the best players of all time, of all time in his position. Right. But like Stafford, it, Stafford might be better than Eli Manning, but he won't have as great a legacy as Eli Manning. No, no, exactly. So it's, it, it's, yeah, to me, Donald more for the legacy, but pressure Stafford absolutely has the most pressure in this game. I don't think there's any pressure on Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase Anyone on the Bengals. I think the Bengals, man, they, as long as they don't lose by like 35, even if they lose, actually, even if they lose by 35, at the end of the day, man, they're you're playing with house money right now. Yeah. Like house money. It's I mean, who knows when you're ever gonna get there again? Look at Montreal, like you said. I mean, they're they're looking five, ten years out to even being competitive again. Right. Um, but when it when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, they're playing with house money. The Rams, there's pressure on the Rams. You're playing at home, mm-hmm. in your house. You're the team that's supposed to be there at the start of the year. You're the team that you're supposedly had know all the tricks. You have the best coach. You you should win this game. So it's it's not if the Rams lose this game, they blew a massive opportunity. Playing the Patriots a few years ago, yes, it's an opportunity. But it was kind of a coin flip. Could have gone either way. This game, yes, the Cincinnati can win. But to me, the Rams have to win. Yeah, totally, totally agree. You, you, they, they have to win. It's, it's Cincinnati. Come on. Like, they're not supposed to be a Cinderella. Again, Cinderella story, you, you beat them. You don't have a – there's not – I mean, Kansas City compared to Cincinnati – I mean, it's no comparison who you'd rather play. It's not, it's not even a debate. You go, okay, Cincinnati times 10, you know, Cincinnati for 200, Alex. Uh, you know, it's, it's that simple. Let's switch to the Bengals. You talked about Burrow, which I completely agree. Um, one thing I wrote down, Ryder, is um, with the Bengals, if they win the Super Bowl, I think there'll be articles. I think it'll be a headline. Hey, you don't have to rebuild in football because you, you can finish – next the dead last and get to a Super Bowl the next year whether that's true or not I don't think it is but I think it's going to give team bad teams it could be false hope that you can retool quickly and get to the promised land in a shorter period of time than hockey basketball or, or other sports there, there's two ways to look at it I think you look at it that way where it gives bad teams false hope but I think in the other I think it, it makes bad teams look even worse yeah. I think it makes, if you're a fan of the, uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars or if you're a fan of the Detroit. New York Jets, Detroit Lions, 
Mm-hmm. Go on and on. I think I think it's embarrassing. You're like, come on, Cincinnati's able to do this? Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah. What the hell? Why not us? But but yes, it does definitely give teams the the ability. But I hope it doesn't push teams to 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 try it too much because, like you said, it's a Cinderella. Cinderella doesn't happen every year. Right. Cinderella happens once in a once in a while. You don't win the lottery every time you buy a lotto ticket. You may win it. If you're lucky, you may win a hundred bucks on the lotto once in your life. Right. Every $5 ticket you buy, but you're not winning. A, you're not winning a million bucks every month. No. So at the end of the day, they're not supposed to be there. So don't call. I know sometimes we have just a copycat league in, in every sports copycat league. I hope we don't see a copycat league with Cincinnati. Yeah. And you know, they don't have, those other teams don't have Joe Burrow. Daniel Jones is not Joe Burrow. Jared Goff is not Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence, maybe he could be. I mean, oddly enough, Ryder, Jacksonville is the team that screams to me that has the best chance to do this. And their roster is worse than Detroit and worse than the Jets. Like, and, you know, with, a lot of it has to do with, with quarterback. But another thing I have down Burrow and Chase, you win a Super Bowl year one. You could say it's year one for both players as Joe Burrow didn't get to play a full season last year with his terrible knee injury. You're, you'll hear chatter. This, these two have the potential to be the best quarterback wide receiver duo ever. As idiotic as that sounds. I hear, if they win, that could that will be in the papers next week. Oh, Cincinnati papers. But it could be other people saying that, you know, getting the headlines going. It's, it would be a headline piece for sure. Now, is it true? No, it's not true. No, it, no. it could not saying it's going to happen, but they could never play in a Super Bowl again. It could have better odds that they never get back to one than they get to one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you're saying that, yes, it's year one, once again, Cinderella story, not saying it happens every year, but if you're a fantasy player, if you could have both of those, if you're a fantasy owner and you could have both of those guys, I think you'd be pretty happy for the next 10 years. Damn right. Um, they're, they're both studs. Oh, uh, yeah. The, Chase, for a rookie, that guy is, oh, my God, he's so good. And uh, But we loved him. We hated the O-line, which and, sucks. But so we've been – we're right, and we're, we're going to stick do you remember? It. Do you remember before the year started when they were in the – in exhibition when there were talks of, of Jamar, or J- J- Chase dropping balls, Jamar dropping balls? can't hold the ball two drops in an exhibition game my god no one's saying that now no (laughs) those were erased i think on the mothership that report was just deleted uh yeah (laughs) um let me ask you that we're going to talk about props later here's this one that came to mind say monday regardless of who wins the game if there's a if there's a a long-term bet that you can lay down and it's Bengals to miss the playoffs next year. Would you throw some cheddar on it? What What are the odds? I mean, I always ask. To me, I yeah, I don't. I think they'll make the playoffs again because I think Pittsburgh. I think their division's getting worse. I think right. they're still the best in their division, especially with now having three the seven wild card up to seven teams per per conference in with with to me that's i think they're gonna make it now if you gave me 10 to 1 odds yeah i'll probably throw a little cheddar on them not making it just just to hope i mean i threw a couple uh 
couple pretty crazy ones for Sunday. I put my bets in actually about an hour before we did, uh, did our on this chat here. And so I, I have my picks in, I wanted to get them in before we, before we did this tonight. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be a story. I, uh, I mean, you gotta love, uh, you gotta love a good uh, headline, don't you? But they could easily miss the playoffs. I could see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen because you want to see a small market team succeed. Right. But hey, it could easily happen. Look at Montreal won the Stanley Cup final now they're or made it to the Stanley Cup final. Now they're I mean fired their coach. I watched them play last night. Oof. Yeah, Marty St. Louis, the savior of all saviors, couldn't save them last night. Um yeah, that was a puzzling hire to me. Uh, but yeah, it's another podcast for another day. Him getting the job there. Um before we get to prop bets, most important one-on-one matchup Sunday is what? To me, it's I got a couple. First of all, it's between OBJ and Cooper Cup. What's mm-hmm. Cincinnati doing? Right. Who are they putting on who? Because if Eli Apple's on Cooper Cup, then OBJ's or Cooper Cup's gonna have a big day. If Eli Apple's on OBJ, then OBJ's gonna have a big day. One of the two of those receivers is gonna have a big night on Sunday. Because the Bengals just don't have the safety and corner cornerback play to stop one of them. They or mm-hmm. to stop both. They may stop one, they're not gonna stop both. Very, very interesting to see those matchups. Also, I'm interested to see what the Bengals do with their offensive line on yeah. Donald Taylor. I think those are massive, massive matchups. Yeah, I think Cincinnati's gonna need to use their tight ends to help because you can't. Aaron, because you can double Aaron Donald, but Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller one-on-one is not a good matchup either because Vaughn's playing out. Leonard Floyd's a really good player. Vaughn Miller's rejuvenated. I mean, and Cincinnati's got a bad offensive line. So I think if Uzama plays, he's important. He's going to have to stay in there longer and help block Drew Sample, their backup tight end. I mean, they're going to have to bring in extra bodies, I think, because that's the key to this game staying competitive because this game could easily be what it was last year where Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. And I would, you know, if that happens, if you, if you see it early on in the game where it's a three and out and he's running for his life in the first three carries, you know, three, three uh, plays of the game, it doesn't bode well for the, for the game being competitive. I mean, I think defense is a bigger impact on this game than offense for LA if they win. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be any problem for the Rams to score some points right now on defense. Can, can the Rams slow down Joe Burrow and can the Bengals D slow down, slow down, uh, slow down the Rams because I think either way, one team is going to put up a lot of points on Sunday. I don't, I, I think the winning team has more than 35 points. I really do. I think, I think, I think if it's, I think it could be a close game. I think it could be like a 35, 32, 35, 30, but I think you all, you could also see a, a 45 to 10 potentially for the Rams. Right. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see what kind of a red zone defense. Cause that's something Cincinnati struggled, uh, struggled with in the playoffs is they settle for a lot of field goals, which, is, which isn't good. I mean, it's gotten to this point. The Rams do that too against the Niners. They got themselves in those situations. Matt Gay missed a field goal. I think field goal kicking could be really important as well. I trust Money McPherson more than I do Matt Gay. Oddly enough, you know, a, a rookie kicker who's, who's just a stud. But I think that could be an important uh, head-to-head matchup as well. Um, betting. 
you are a betting analyst here on the here on the podcast. I don't do much of it. I I like learning about it through you because I know it's going to be an important part of sports as we move forward here with DraftKings and and FanDuel and uh, you know ProLine and all the the big betting sites. But kind of tell us about your bets first, and I'll kind of maybe think of some more props of my own that I, I maybe you'll know if they're out there, and we'll we'll chat about that. Sounds good. And I just want to give the listeners at home, analyst does not mean successful. <laughs> analyst just means anyone can be an analyst. Yes, that's true. So let's not pretend like, but in saying that, I have been successful with a few good props over the years. I had Julian Edelman at 41 to 1 to win MVP a few years back. Nice. I, uh, I last year I won, uh, won some money on some props last year, uh, highest half. Um, passing yards i did all right last year uh for for betters the super bowl is the biggest day one of the biggest day maybe world cup potentially there's some other ones but super bowl it's gotta be the biggest people. biggest day, a week of the year for for betting sites you think oh 100 i mean most people who don't bet bet on the super bowl right right people get a ticket just because they're watching super bowl get someone hey what does this mean what do you think who do you think's gonna win i'll put 20 bucks on them you see a lot of people who don't normally place wagers place wagers this weekend because it's a party and mm-hmm. people it's one of the events that it's not people getting together and there happens to be an event on people are going there and that's the main thing right that is the party is the super bowl people who don't celebrate the super bowl are celebrating the super bowl because it's it's a big party it's one of the biggest parties in the year so when there's a party going on people like to have a little action on it so <laughs> For me, I, I think there's in today or in, in Sunday's game, especially I'm loving overs. I'm loving the overs. I think maybe both quarterbacks, at least one will hit their over. I could see the game going, the game's at 48 and a half right now, which is a pretty high Super Bowl. Normally mm-hmm. you see low forties because normally Super Bowl scoring, you expect a low game. You know, you're thinking a 17 to 14, 21, right. 17 game. That's, that's what you picture most Super Bowls, but you don't really see a 35 to 32, but I think you could see that this weekend. So maybe I some overs. If you can hold off until Sunday to get your picks in and maybe you hear about matchups, who's on who run down to the store at six o'clock. If you think you have an in. And one thing I like to suggest too, is if you're trying to make money, get two tickets. So let's say you have 20 bucks, let's say, and you want to have some fun, but you actually want to try and make a little money too. Mm-hmm. take $10 and get a ticket with three or four picks that you think might hit maybe even two picks, three picks, four at most, and then take another $10 ticket and throw three or four funny things to happen and say, Oh, if that hits that's it, and try and win a bunch of money just for laughs. Right. I think that could be a fun way to go about it. Okay. Um, are you a coin toss guy? I hate the coin toss bet. I, yeah. I, I hate, I hate the coin toss bet because I hate being out of it right away. Right. Maybe, maybe do the coin toss bet. If you're mixing it into a parlay where you have a combo ticket. So you could, let's say if you win four of the eight games you bet on, you win a bit of money. If you win five of the eight picks, you win more six of the eight more where if you miss one or two, you can still make a profit, but there's nothing worse than having, let's say a $20 pro line with five or six picks on it. You have the coin toss, 
boom, it's over. Now, now you're out for the night. There, there, all your action's done. Right. So I'm not a big coin toss guy. Uh, I, I, I get a kick out of the anthem because you can't predict a coin toss, mm -hmm. but you can predict, predict the anthem. And last year, there was someone who got in and videotaped the anthem and it did hit the over and he told some buddies and his buddies won some big money and you see that happen. So I'm always curious about the anthem. Who has the in? Who knows what color the Gatorade is? Right. And I guess if you can figure out who's singing it, you can go back and listen to some of the performances. And if you know they like to keep keep it going, maybe it leans you to go over or if they're, they're quick, go under. Uh, so that, that's interesting. Yeah. Can you bet on the Super Bowl halftime show, the length? On some books you can, uh, not standard, like you can on pro line, but you actually can on, on some books. That's such a degenerate move. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. If you're, um, if you're betting on something that's, it's tough when you're betting on something that's not actually part of the game. Right. It's like, come on. <laughs> um, did you go over on quarterback rushing yards? I, I didn't. I Burrow was at 11 and a half. I liked it. Over. Um, I, I didn't take it though. I didn't take it. I did. And this one was risky, but I really liked the odds. There was one ticket where I did, I did, uh, it was rushing uh, Joe Mixon over 64 and a half. Now that's a lot. And I don't know if it hits, but if it does, it was paying really good money odds. The right. other one I put in was if there's going to be a roughing the passer penalty. I said, yes, the odds yes. were one, the odds were 130 that it wouldn't. And the odds were 310 that it would. And to me, man, at three, th over three to one odds, that's mm -hmm. only one. I'm only asking for one penalty. I right. think that hits, especially with the defense of, of the Rams that likes to press pressure. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, the refs will throw a flag. They'll have to know that you're yeah. there. You know, they got to make their presence felt. Hey, we're here too, Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's our crew. Um, yeah, I, I like that one. How about longest field goal? I didn't touch the longest field goal. What I, oh, nope, sorry, I did. I got, I got a couple. One, I have McPherson, McPherson over seven and a half points and longest okay. field goal over seven, uh, 47 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I think he's a stud. That guy is a stud. Underrated yeah. story. He could win MVP. Don't be afraid to throw your money on him. He's paying over 100 to one right now. Keep your eye on him for MVP, man. I mean, it would be like Malcolm Butler. Because didn't Malcolm Butler win the MVP when the Patriots won that Super Bowl? I feel like he did. He no, I think he should have. I, I think Brady won it that year. I could be wrong. That could be the Edelman year, though. That could no, be the that Edelman was year. Atlanta. That was Atlanta. That, no, that was Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, uh, no Edelman won against the Rams. Yeah, Edelman won it against the Rams. Yes, because yes, like, it was a low scoring, yeah. Low, low, yeah, low scoring game, and they just kept feeding Edelman for like seven, eight yard catches. Yeah. I, I, I want, he might have won it that year. I forget, but it, it could have been Brady, too. But, you know, if, if the game comes down to like a 56 yard field goal, say Cincinnati's in that position, I think they'd give it to Burrow. But it's hard to not give it to McPherson. He won you the game. Like Burrow put you in position, but I mean, what a story. If they only scored, like if they, if he gets four field goals over 50 yards and say they win a low scoring game, if it's the opposite of what you, you think, if it's 20 to 17, he should win it. Not Burrow. Cause he didn't capitalize any of those into touchdowns. 
Exactly. So that, I mean, you never know. There's, that's the one thing about the Super Bowl. There's so many different props that it's not just who's going to win or what's the score going to be. It's you're looking for any little thing. And if you're in a group of five, six guys or girls or whoever's betting, if you're in a demographic of people betting and there's everyone's got this action or that action, people right. are into the game for different reasons. Someone's happy and someone's pissed off right beside you. And that's right. what's cool about the Super Bowl. And everyone thinks they know what's going to happen to the Super Bowl. Look at me and you. We're sitting here. We're saying what we think is going to happen. We don't have a clue what's going to happen. Not a clue. Not a clue. Um, We'd like to take estimated guesses from you know, watching the game and studying, but we don't have a clue at the end of the day. No, nobody does. The people at the mothership say they, they don't know. They can pretend like they know. They don't know. Um, who do you got winning the game? I, I have the Rams winning the game. I, I think it's you, – you, normally you want to see the Cinderella story happen, but I kind of like the Rams too. Like I've always liked the Rams since the start of the year. Like the good thing, whatever team wins, I'm, I'm not going to be disappointed. I think right. I'm going to leave – I'm happy. I'm really happy because every headline is a good headline, I think, for either of these teams if they win. It's okay. Good for them. But I, I got to go with the Rams. I think they just have more offensive weapons. I think they have a better defensive line. I think they're going to sack Burrow. And when you're sacking Burrow, as yes, he got lucky in the Tennessee game. I don't think you're going to get that lucky. I'm not saying he's going to get sacked nine times, but I, I just think that the Rams have more offensive weapons, and I think their defense is just a little better. Yeah, I agree. I, I think on paper, the Rams should win this game by 10-plus, maybe even two touchdowns. If you look at the talent on both rosters – it's not, it's not, it's not that close if you, if you really look at it, but I'm going to pick the Rams as well. But if I was betting, I would take Bengals to cover. And uh, I think it's four, right? Or I think that's what the number is, right? I mean, it's, a, it, it's, it's right in there. If it was three. I mean, that's a push. I mean, you can get a push there, I guess, but I, if it was three, I'd probably take the Rams. I'd probably lay the points, but I, for some reason, this whole playoffs has been so, chaotic and has made zero close sense games. i think and close games there's been a lot of close games yeah the last six have been one possession i think this game will have to be the same it's only fitting that it ends in, a, in another highly contested game yeah absolutely and that's why my dad dad and i put our picks in today and the ticket we put the most money on was uh was a tie we bet a tie we we just we we bet tie because just look at what's happened the last few weeks. It's been one, like you say, one possession games. It's going to come down to the wire. And I think when you want, when you, when you bet tie in your heart, you just want it to be a close game. When you're right. betting a tie, you're like, you kind of like both teams. You're like, oh, I'd like to see it get close. Like you don't bet a tie when you're like, if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm not betting a tie with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. No. I'm betting Patriots to win. And yeah. maybe that's the wrong way of looking at it. But you don't want to tie. You want your team to smoke them. Yeah, your heart level is going to be jumping through. Yeah, you don't want to tie. You want, you want them up 14 nothing after one. Right. Uh, but I, I think the Rams are going to do it. I, I, I just think they're a better football team in the sense that you want to cheer for the Cinderella, but at the same time, you don't want to be the guy saying, why did I not just go with the sure thing? Yeah, you don't, want to look, you don't want to look like an idiot. You know, if somebody yeah. says, oh, I know I took the Bengals and I took the points and I took Burrow passing yards and yada, 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 and you're down 50 bucks and you're just sitting there like, what went wrong? Yeah. 
Um, do you like the halftime show lineup? Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop. I'm sure I'm missing somebody in there. What do you think? Do you like the halftime show? So we, I had talked with my dad about that today. Um, and my dad was in the, the, the time of classic rock bands and Prince and, and, and kind of a different type of music when it came to the halftime show. Right. Um, I'm a, I, I'm hit or miss a lot of years. Honestly, I don't really care about it. I think they make the performance more important than it needs to be right. in the sense of, yeah, so much talk about the Super Bowl halftime show, what kind of performance they put on. I don't, I, I watch it every year. I, I think it's good. I mean, I like Snoop Dogg. I, I don't know how it will go over in the crowd in the sense of you never know how the performance is going to turn out. It doesn't really matter the type of music, but no, I, I, think they'll do, right. I think they'll do a good job. I think they're going to put a lot of money into it, especially full house kind of in the States. COVID's over. They're really, you know, pumping this game. It's Los Angeles. It's, you're in LA. Yeah. You know, it's, there's some cities, there's New York city. There's, there's LA. Like you're in Los Angeles. You want to put on a show. So I think it's going to be a good show and you just hope for a good show. You don't hope for a bad halftime performance. Right. Yeah. I, I like it. I love Eminem. Been listening to him my whole life. Uh, like said, Snoop. I mean, I, I like you, like there's some years I just put, throw it on mute because I don't care. Like I, the, I think the guy last year, I think he was Canadian, but I have no interest. Uh, I forget who, who it was. Uh, Weekend, wasn't it? Last yeah, year? no interest in him. I didn't know who he was before. I didn't care. Uh, you know, Bruno Mars. I was like, okay, no. Adam Levine. I mean, I'll be honest. I prefer the women performances. And I prefer when they're attractive women. I'll just <laughs> point it out. Katy Perry, I thought was pretty good. Uh, J-Lo and Shakira. People complained about the outfits. I thought they were look beautiful on the stage. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this one. I know the music, you know, it, I think it fits LA very well, you know, Snoop and everything. I, I like that. So I like, you know, like you said, it's too long. That's one thing. And you just want the game to come back on, to be honest. I mean, you're just like, Hey, when's this over? Let's get to the second half. I need to get to bed eventually here. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll be good. Uh, at least uh, we can hope it can be good. Um, what's your Super Bowl routine? Do you watch it with people? Do you go see your dad? Do you watch it by yourself? Kind of what's your yearly routine for the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause I think it's, it's different every year. There's some years, the years, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. I liked watching with my dad because we're both right. Super Bowl, we're both Patriots fans. Uh, we, we, you know, he, he got me into being a Patriots fan when I was young. So I enjoyed watching the games, with my dad, when the Patriots were playing. Um, and I think it, it all depends on my time in life too. When I was in junior playing junior hockey, when I was in university, you know, normally the boys have something planned. You get together with your team and you watch the game as a team. Um, when I was a little younger, it was watching with my dad and, and now it kind of changes every year. Last year I watched the game with my dad, kind of kept it quiet. It's tough now where I work Monday mornings. Uh, there was one year I was at the rink six 30 in the morning after the Super Bowl. You're not you're not getting after one when you got to work at 6.30 in the morning. No. Yeah. So to me, it depends on the year. Last year was my dad. This year, I think it's going to be pretty quiet. Uh, I'm on the ice right up until close to game time. So I want to get home and, you know, shower and put my feet up. And I think I'm just going to watch the game with uh, my roommate. He's a big, uh, big uh, NFL fan too. And he's, uh, he's, he's got some action on the game as well. So I, <laughs> 
And uh, so I think I'll just watch it with my roommate and I got to work Monday morning. So, uh, and yeah. it's tough with COVID too, with the restrictions and going out. And in Fredericton this weekend, there's a big protest. So I think, yeah. uh, I think uh, I'm just going to kind of keep it quiet at the house. What about yourself? Yeah, um, I had that conversation with my mother today. Uh, I told her I'd come up for supper prior to game time. But after that, I, I like to watch the game by myself. Uh, I, I'm one of those weirdos. 95% of the sports I listen to, I listen to on mute, which, uh, you know, is weird for some people. It's just, uh, I, I do a lot of that. I watch a lot of sports on mute. Hockey, I watch a lot of hockey quiet. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I'll throw on Fleetwood Mac or something in the background and watch, uh, watch the, watch the event. And, but yeah, I think I, uh, I it's the last game of the year. I want to enjoy it as much as I can. You know, not that I wouldn't enjoy it with my mother, but we bicker about different things and she has her favorites and I don't root for anybody. So I find it hard to interact with people that way. Uh, but yeah, I'll uh, spend some time with the folks in the afternoon and then watch the game with, with, with the pup uh, at, at nighttime. So yeah. Who's, but, calling, uh, who's calling the game? Do you know? Uh, what, NBC. Collinsworth and Al Michaels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wonder how they're going to do. I'm always curious to see how the commentating is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I heard it, this week I read it's called, it's Al Michaels 11th Super Bowl. Wow. That's a wow. Yeah. Good for him. That's impressive. And it, it might be his last broadcast on NBC because apparently Amazon's trying to tug at him to come to Thursday nights and pay him quite a big salary to do it. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean that that's that industry is a wild industry when it comes to comes to big high profile commentators. Yes, high big profile commentators, man, it's a different animal. Who's your favorite color analyst of the like CBS, NBC, Fox? Who's who's your favorite to listen to call a game for football? Lately, it's been CBS. I just think Tony Romo has really brought it. I really do believe he really, he's a likable guy. I find, I find he knows the game. I, I, my dad, enjoyed, I've enjoyed watching him play. I like CBS. I think they all do a pretty good job. I don't yeah. think there's one where I'm like, man, I just can't stand it if they do the game. I think they're, they're number one top at each network, I think no. is good. Yes. So, yeah. To me, CBS, so if I had to pick. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they're all good. I even think the Monday night booth has gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, uh, obviously got Jason Witten was a disaster, but they got rid of Booger yes. McFarlane. He wasn't good at it. Uh, He's everywhere know. still, though. Booger's everywhere, man. Oh, yeah, college football. College football every and week. Christmas time. He was doing games, man. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, he's he, he gets more of a platform now than ever, that guy. He's making yeah. – He's making some bank at the mothership, but then, hey, good for him. Uh, you know, he, I thought he'd be canned the second after he got let go from Monday Night Football. So, so kudos to him. Uh, but Ryder, it's been another great season talking football with you. I know we'll do it again with uh, free agency. I mean, there's still the draft. We'll have our takes on wide receivers that are shouldn't be drafted that high again this year that we'll be right about. And of course, March Madness on the horizon. So. Um, I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll podcast lots coming up, but I just want to say you're on a lot. You're a busy guy. I, I appreciate your contributions to the podcast and just know that uh, from the listeners and from me that your contributions don't go unnoticed. So uh, thank you, brother. Oh man. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on March madness. If you're looking at gambling, look at your bets right now to win the tournament. These are going to be your best odds. 
So right. quick little gambling tip at the end. If you have a team you're watching right now, watch them and put your bet on them now because you're going to get much better odds before the tournament. Now, Jug, I really appreciate you having me on, buddy. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you soon. I'm sure we'll be sending a text back and forth here. Absolutely. Looking forward to, uh, to talking to you soon, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll talk Monday. This is To The Point.